episode 12. Cheer up, Brian. You know what they say? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble. Give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Welcome to Renomy fans, I'm Asus. The man on the other side of the mic is EC. What's going on, man? Good to see you again. How's hey, everyone doing? Uh, they're doing okay. See, I mean, we're as 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 okay as we can in these uh, in these times. Um, how y'all holding up? Holding up really well. Super uh, super proud of my kids. They're not even. I got teenage girls, and they're not asking to go anywhere. Just kind of hanging out. I mean, we've provided them with all kinds of games and puzzles and. They've played skip bow about 50 times and they're not complaining. So super proud of them. Proud of the the family staying together, being able to work from home. Doesn't, doesn't hurt either. So can't complain. Can't complain. Could be worse. You know what I've, uh, I've learned these past, you know, these past couple of what it's almost been a month. It'll be a month. What next week I've learned two things. I've learned I'm either going to divorce my wife <laughs> or I thought the perfect, perfect how would you say not uh, i can't incriminate myself on, on on live air but um her disappearance you know uh i've um thought about it frequently um but yeah. <laughs> but i said like i said i i mean now nah, we're getting along good here uh you know she has she's a teacher so she has a you know she has a good schedule She's, um, you know, her, you know, her, you know, she's having to put online classes together, put lessons together, things like that. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to do my, my part, you know, obviously you and I both have to work, uh, again, we're fortunate to be working from home, but, uh, you know, we have both have to do our part cause you know, our significant, significant others have our job, have their job. So, uh, we have to help with the kids, but I did get away Monday. You know, I, I'm very, I was very jealous and selfish and whatnot. I had to go to a facility on Monday, and it felt good, you see. It just felt good just getting in a car, being alone, just listening to a podcast, you know, and just driving around, seeing something other than my, you know, my yard and my house. I mean, it, it was great. But, you know, she uh, when I got back, she really didn't uh, – she, um, you know, she kind of felt, re- you know, resentful because she, you know, she wasn't able to get away. But, I mean, we're dealing, right. we're dealing. I mean, hey, it is what it is. It's what we have to do. You know, it's what we have to do for society. You know, our part in what they call social distancing. You know, um, you know, obviously we have loved ones or neighbors, friends that might be susceptible to this uh, this virus, and you know, we have to do our part, no matter what it is. So EC, let's get into some uh, let's get into some brass tech, some business. Uh, there's like I said, there's not too much going on. I mean, what can be going on with the you know with everybody being quarantined? But there is you know there is some news. I know uh, last episode we talked about or sorry, because the last episode was um, our, our, our putting Paul Paul Bug in trial. But the episode prior to that, uh, you talked about having the Premier League finish in June and July in uh, more of like Olympic style. Everybody's quarantined to a couple of stadiums uh, kind of um, tournament. And now um, now the PL has come out and said that they've suspended the league indefinite. What do you see? Do you see, obviously, you know, we can't, we can't control how this virus is spreading 
and how it's affecting commerce basically it seems like everything's shut down in our in our in our country and countries across the across the world but you see some glimmers of hope uh in china things are starting to open back slowly i think spain as well um if i, if I saw the news correctly today you know things are slowly coming back online but do we realistically see it's April? So obviously we have April and May um, playing in June. I know what we hoped, because we talked about that last pod, we hoped it's finished because, you know, it's either Champions League or bust for us if we don't finish the top four. I don't see the Europa finishing, uh, in, in all honesty, because I think they suspended indefinitely the Euros, <coughs> excuse me, UEFA. So... Our only hope for next year for top four and in and in the result of that in bringing in top talent would be you know you know Champions League. Honestly, you know with the UEFA coming out, I mean sorry, the PL coming out, Premier League coming out saying that it's suspended indefinitely. Do you see any glimmer of sunshine at this end of the at the end of this tunnel? I I honestly think it's not realistic, but I I am optimistic that that it can. Um, you know, I've, I've had this conversation back and forth with, with quite a few people. And the thing that they always trump me on is the damn asymptomatic signs that, that you don't show it and you're not sick, but you still have it. And that's the only thing I can't really get past. Right. That's the only thing where I'm like, look, you can screen everyone before they come in. Um, you know, just like an Olympic style setting, the kids and, and wife can still come see, the players, they just get screened and tested before they come in. And as long as they have a positive test, um, then you're good to go. So I think it's going to have to, for me, come down to what they've implemented in certain cities is the 15-minute test. If they can implement these 15-minute tests and you're to take these tests before you come into the grounds, you test positive, you come through the doors, then everything could work out. However, you're looking at a lot of tests. You're looking at a lot of games, and again, you still run the risk of maybe someone has those asymptomatic uh, uh, issues, and they come in and they, and they infect someone. So, I, I do think it could get done. Um, they, the, the, this league for me, and and any other league, in my opinion, I, I haven't looked into all of them, but I really think it's money driven, right? So. They understand that if they don't get this stuff done, they're going to be missing out on millions, if not billions of dollars in TV revenue. Because I can guarantee you, if you say, like the Bundesliga came out today and said, we're going to open up beginning of May. And I was shocked because I'm like, what? <laughs> you guys are, you guys just know Germany's going to be good to go. But I think they're looking at it from that perspective of the first football match that comes on TV, the ratings are going to be, it, it could be an offense, but it could be West Brom versus Huddles, Huddlestown. Everyone's watching the game. So the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 you know that they know this, they know that we are like itching to get football back in any sport. You know, I think, I think major league baseball wants to do the same type situation I talked about in Arizona. So, everyone's trying to, to figure it out. I know they're not going to want to put people at risk, so they're going to have to come up with ways, be it 15-minute testing, be it you know isolation for the families that you don't go home to your wife, you don't you stay here on base until, the, I think it's nine weeks we have left, until that's up. And then you know by that time, everything should be cleared up anyway. They go back and we maybe start the season a little bit later than we, when we normally would have. So I'm very optimistic they can make it happen. Um, I don't want to endanger people, so I hope you guys aren't getting it twisted that like I want it to come back so people can get sick. I just think there is a way to do it. You obviously don't bring in 80,000 people. It's behind closed doors. You finish it up. You have testing there every day, 15-minute test. Boom, get it done, and you move on to the next. I mean, you, you brought up a good point because uh, I saw yesterday that um, obviously MLB is thinking about this similar thing in you said in Arizona um, and the way they're talking about it. I mean, but baseball itself is a social distance sport. I mean, it's there each position. So spread out, right? The yeah. most contact, yeah. The most contact you can have the closest contact is runners on the base path, runners, runners on the base 
base ah, I can't even say base path. There you go. Base path. Um coming in contact with each other. And obviously the catcher and the the umpire, um, and then obviously the runners on base. First base mainly because they're holding. So there, there right. I mean there is there's contact, but just like basketball, because um, I forgot what what uh, program I was watching, they they can't work in basketball just like can work in football because they have to be. You know, you, you they're always in you know groups of players. You know, man marking uh, players on players, and you have walls, and you know you have all this stuff that, that these players come in contact with each other. And the problem, like you said, is players that are asymptomatic. Testing, obviously, and again, like I said, no politics. We don't talk politics in the show. Don't want to talk politics, but we have to talk about the testing, especially here in the United States. I don't know about the testing overseas and how good it is, but there's the the sentiment, or not even sentiment. There's the argument of. Especially here in the states, because a lot of people, a lot of people got pissed because there's so limited tests here in the states that these basketball players were getting preferential treatment. I know uh, they got they, you know, there was some backlash. It's like why are these people getting? They have they're exhibiting no, you know, no symptoms. They're not sick, things like that. To where people now, I mean, I think uh, I watched the, the press conference what two days ago. I think two days ago, Sunday maybe. And it was like they've only tested two million Americans, when we have three hundred and twenty-seven million Americans. So you're only saying that we're only testing point six percent of the world's, I mean, America, the United States population. So are we gonna are we gonna waste not waste these tests or not use them efficiently enough? Uh, just because we can have sport, and again, I can't speak for the way the the English, um, the the you know people in England, their 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 government's uh, health health services are are working, and do they have enough tests? But you're talking about testing everybody. I would assume twice a day, EC, a day in and you know in and out um, for nine weeks. You said. I think it's nine weeks left, yeah. Nine weeks in and out for 20 teams? And how 20 many? teams, coaches, coaches, you'd have to do EMT physio, staff, you'd have to do... You know, physios, uh, players, I mean, it's, that's a lot of, that is a lot of resources, in my opinion, that's a lot of resources, not wasting, you see, I'm not going to say waste, because, um... Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say waste. Who cares? If people get I just, mad at me. People get mad at me. It's I, it's just stuff. It, like, it, it it they that those resources could be better used for people within the country that you know can get tested. Like say somebody like myself, right? I'm you know I I mean I'm I think I have to wait. You know, if I don't show the extreme symptoms, you still have to wait here in Texas. It's not it's not something I can go and get. It's right off the bat. Um, I think until we have a real quick handle on this thing, and hopefully maybe June we will, and a real understanding, and maybe hell better testing by, by June. I just I like you. I don't see a light at the end of this tunnel because the fact of um, right now resources are very low, and mitigation resources are very low. As in. What you know at that point you do get in, you know you get uh, admitted to the hospital, you know do our medical professionals have the resources and obviously do they have resources to help you you know even prevent themselves from getting hurt as we call PPE, uh, but you know saving your life I mean do we have that so um, hopefully by June like you said uh, there is some sort of plan there is some sort of um, um, you know some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, but the way things are going and to put people in danger, I don't, because of sport, because we need it. I think, you know, just like nine, after nine 11, right. Uh, the Yankees game, uh, was a couple of days, you know, took like almost a week and how that unified the country when the Yankees played after nine 11. Um, I think some, you know, the world needs healing and, and, and I think sport does bring that, but I don't want to bring, rush it back to the detriment of more people getting sick. No, I, I completely agree. I just, I, I just, I, I agree so much with your point of 
the mental aspect of just of of just us and what it what it does for us just watching a game it's like it just it pumps you up and i know it can make you sad <laughs> or angry as well but i just think seeing it come back it's going to look weird cuz i don't think they're going to have people rushing into stadiums anytime soon um this year even i mean i would be shocked if 2020 had anything that wasn't behind closed doors but i think there's just a I was talking to my buddy about this the other day, you know, when, when I was sick, my mom would give me ginger ale. And if you look at ginger ale, it's like, there's no ginger in it, but (laughs) I got better after I took it. And it was just that mental aspect of like, Oh, you're sick here, take this and you'll feel better. And so I think the mental part of what we're going through a lot of us anyways, um, I think sport would definitely help that. And I think that's why they're trying to incorporate things like, Tucson FC was doing the other day. And I think NBA teams are having players play NBA 2K. And, you know, they're trying to get that sport out there because they know that um, that's something that kind of takes our minds off of the real things that are going on in the world. So, yeah, I know if they can if they can get tests and we can still ensure that obviously people that need them have them. I say, you know, let's do it. Let's get them in there because. It would be so horrible if, like, let's say this German league, if the Bundesliga opens back up and then people start getting sick in Germany. Could you imagine the press? <laughs> that would, it'd be hor- It'd be a nightmare. It'd be an absolute nightmare if uh, if that were to happen. So, uh, just right there, you brought up to a point mental, mentally, right? How we are mentally. Yeah. Um, right now, in, in it, humans need contact, physical contact whether with each other, you know, with our spouses and we're, we're, we're lacking that, you know, right. Uh, you know, right. giving you, giving somebody you know, a handshake, right. You know, and just store a hug, you know, hugging, um, somebody, a friend, a loved one, um, that is, you know, plays a big part of like of, of all this. I mean, mentally, like you said, there, I mean, a lot of people are doing a lot of stuff online, but there's so much, there's only so much that you can, get out from seeing you know, somebody online right but getting on another another point of mentally if we do ask these people to go into a nine-week tournament style format they're going to be away from their loved ones for an extended period of time what's the um world cup they go away for camp and then they play the world cup the world cup's a month along if you go from start to finish that's only what four weeks we're looking at Pretty much two months and, and and a month, two months and a week, plus camp. So, because these guys are are going to need to have some sort of training, and you would say that training is maybe two weeks of training prior to them coming back. Well, not only that, but listening to that, um, the United uh, Stand did a video. The one of the players was saying that it takes three weeks to get back into football shape. So, so he's talking about three months, right? Right. They're, yeah. So I mean, they're by the time they even get really, you know, because there's there's training fit and then there's football fit. They were saying anywhere from two to three weeks to even get in form. So even when the games get going, you're not going to see great football right off the top. It's just not going to happen. So best case scenario, you know, or worst case scenario, I guess. You're talking about three months. Yeah. You're telling these players, you're telling the EMT staffs, physios, um, because anybody's going to be at the stadium is going to need to be away from, you know, basically quarantined on their own, you know, uh, you know, their own facility. So you're telling them for three weeks, no, no, no contact with your loved ones. Basically what we're doing over, over, over right now. Um, you know, me, you and I over only over Skype or you know, FaceTime. I mean, that that physically and mentally could take a toll. I mean, the players at least have something to play for at the end, right? But yeah. uh, do these do these EMTs? I mean, what I mean, what are they going to do? But I think for the EMTs and the press, I think that's where you would have kind of like they do. I think they're doing it in the state of New York and New. I mean, I think Pennsylvania as well. Like they're already doing. Um, the swabs and the tests for like quote unquote regular people. And I think that's where like those folks, that's who I do the 15 minute test for because the players, I think a lot of these players, if you talk to them, win or loss, a lot of them, they don't, they're not really the best 
I don't want to say they're not the best parents, but they're not really as involved as they should be during the season. And that's to their credit because they're trying to be the best they can be watching film, training, working out, eating right. If you talk to the, the great players, that they'll tell you it's difficult during the season to really give my kids 100% of my attention. So I wouldn't so much put the, 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 the media and the emergency staff and um, you know press in quarantine. I would make sure they were tested before they came into the quote-unquote bubble. Um, the players would already be there, so they would be monitored daily. So I would just check temperatures. Um, I would, you know, make sure that they were still, um, you know, obviously getting after it, practicing and doing what they needed to do. But um, their their temperatures would be all that I would monitor. Because I think to your point, if you're testing the players, I don't even know how many players would be on a team. Um, if you're doing all of that, I think um, you kind of would be sucking up some of the supply. So it'd be more for your your staff coming in. Because to your point, if I'm <laughs> if I'm if I'm in the media, right, and all I'm doing is staying there. I think it'd be cool for like a week or two. You know, you might get some stuff from players that you wouldn't normally get, but um, they would they would definitely need to come home. Yeah, no, no, for no. sure. Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> let's hope we have football. Uh, well, let's hope we finish the season. But again, we have to think and consider the you know consider everything. But you said something earlier, and that's probably the real reason why they're going to have it. You said like the Bundesliga is because of the money. Absolutely. The money, Absolutely. honey. Yes. Look at all this. Look what's happening, right? And they need the TV TV revenue. And why, I mean, why are they doing this? Why? So, I mean, a lot of clubs uh, are going to push it, right? Because they're not like Manchester United. They're not like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich that have this world following that could actually sustain itself within this short period of time uh I, I mean i saw today manchester you know united are agreeing to pay all its all its game day staff to the end to for all the games that are remaining that were going to be remaining at old trafford um be, because the british government is asked has asked or the nhs i think that's what they call it uh has asked the players to be taking a pay cut uh because of what's going on things like that i mean there's a financial reasons you saw wayne rooney come out and says i ain't gonna be taking a pay cut because i don't know i don't know where the, that money's gonna go so now we have it seems like we have a not a war between billionaires and millionaires and we're obviously we're the peons the plebeians you know at the bottom you know why you know looking for the government for help us but you see this you see the the way the the, the owners are some teams obviously their owners are treating their players and wanting like i said them to take pay cuts things like that i think john henry from liverpool wanted you know said something about pay cuts and then did a drastic dramatic u-turn when it kind of you know they got they got a some backlash about it but just like um just like the haves and haves nots you see lower level teams can't afford to pay people salary because they don't make much, especially when you're talking about the championship, League One, two, three, the lower division teams. Um, they all can be Salford and have Beckham, Neville, that um, that the Vietnamese, the billionaire, uh, the Neville brothers. I think Skulls is part of ownership. They 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 all can be Salford uh, FC. They have working class owners paying work, you know, working class wages. So there's a big divide. Should players take a pay cut, EC? Is it, or should they leave it up to the club? Because just like we talked about before, uh, I feel that players, you know, we talked about if, if, if they, you know, um, it has to be united front, right? It has to be this player has, you know, everybody has to want to play or nobody's going to want to play. If there's one person that does not want to play, um, then we're not going to play. Because of you don't want them to get backlash, you don't want them to get negative press, negative media, death threats, things like that. I think the th it should be similar, same for players. And this is where I think where the game of football needs a players' union of some sort. Something similar to what I think the the strongest the 
the strongest union in 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 in, in America is the M- M- Major League Baseball's union, right? <laughs> they have the most clout. Um, yeah. They need to have something to sort because I don't think it's fair for one team, say, say, Bournemouth, right, or West Brom, West Brom, their players having to take a, a significant wage cut, and they don't get, they don't get, you know, two hundred fifty million pounds a week. Uh, they probably get fifty million at the at most, hundred million their best player. No, I'm sorry, hundred thousand. I'm sorry, their best player. So them having to take that wage cut, even even though we you and I don't get paid that much, um, it, 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 it should have a trickle-down effect. If you're going to take a wage cut, then it's going to have to have a trickle-down effect to the lower leagues. Uh, they get some of that revenue to keep them afloat, to keep their personnel. If they're just doing it just to do it, uh, just so the owners can save money, then we're talking about billionaires, you know, fighting millionaires. And uh, I, I know, I know the world, the public does not want to see that because we see it right now. It seems like here in the states, you see a lot of millionaires, basketball players like LeBron, and you know, um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of these, you know, rich basketball players. It seems like they're doing more. It seems I don't know if it's because they're not they're getting more publicity because they're putting on an Instagram. You know what? You know their or their social media, but the owners, the billionaire owners of these clubs or these teams, there seems like they're waiting the winds. You know, waiting for um, somebody to bail them out of this financial crisis. Obviously, I'm not a businessman. I've, I've never owned that much money, but it seems like the the middle class is trying to help out in this time of need, whereas the rich people. Um, are just sitting on their hands. I'm not saying they're not, I mean, all of them are, because we see what Mark Cuban, you see what Bob Kraft did, right, the other day, you know, flew to China and bought, what, a you know, million masks over from China. You mean, I'm not saying that all billionaires uh, looking are looking out for their own interests, but it seems like when they talk about uh, having to take pay cuts and things like that, um, it seems like, you know, it, it there is a negative stigma about it. So if they if they're asking people to take pay cuts, then there needs to be a trickle down effect, especially in the league, uh, to the lower leagues to help them survive, and especially uh, and when we come back resurrect themselves because a lot of these a lot of these leagues are going to be decimated. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree to your point, Mark Cuban. I think he said it best when he he said, you know, where are you gonna where are you gonna where what's going to happen when we look back on history and what did you do what what role did you play did you donate did you make sandwiches were you handing out food to to elementary schools at lower incomes that don't have lunches you know what was your part liverpool spurs they're going to look back and say man we furloughed our guys and a lot of fans are speaking out about that because that's where you're going to be looked at this this is a pandemic this is this has happened once every 100 years so this isn't, you know, going to be the norm. So when we look back in, on history, when things were at its worst, what did you do to step up? If you had the opportunity to do it, I, I encourage people to watch Sunderland Till I Die. It dives into a lower club and you kind of see, to your point, when you're saying some people can do it, some people can't. Um, look into that documentary. It's really, really good. All right. Uh, hopefully it's the last topic of the quarantine Uh Quarantine 2020. Uh, we had some uh, violators of the quarantine. Uh, uh, how would you say the quarantine law? The, cor- the, cor- the, the, the law. <laughs> whatever, whatever they call it in England. I don't know. The quarantine edict. Um, Josie Mourinho today, or was it yesterday? Training in a public park with uh, Nam Dembele. Obviously a player that he is. It seems like what in the past uh, month, or at least with the last couple of games, he had had some choice words for that kid, right? So him training uh, in the park with the this young this young because he's young. I mean, um, this this young man is getting some negative press because of the violation of the quarantine rule and getting out in public places and not social distancing. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think it's bullshit because it's in a public place? If they kept their distance, you know, I, I don't, you know, 
it's like going jogging, right? You see this. I mean, this. It's. I mean, if they're training in a public park, I didn't see if they got close to each other, tapped each other on the ass or whatnot. You know, it's just, it's just training in a public park. This guy's giving him advice. I, I, I don't see where people are going, blowing their minds about this. I, I'm not. Here's my thing. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lose my mind because he, he did it one time. It's just stupid, right? You're Jose Mourinho. You're not some you know, lower level coach that no one knows. This kid is a, he's a huge buy. Um, he's not fit. Clearly that's, that's the reason why Jose was talking crap about him, but don't do this. Like if you want to make sure the kid's working out with the technology that these guys have, they probably, he probably has <laughs> Skype. He could put it on his TV and watch the guy, you know, run or do sprints. He could yell at him and say, no, that's not a like that do it like that he could do so many other things than go to a public park where every message from from the premier league has been stay at home wash your hands blah blah and here you guys are out of the park so it's not like the end of the world but you're definitely not helping and encouraging the whole stay at home you got and it's not and i and i and I, I, I love it because all of our united players jesse nemanja matic uh, Linga, all of them are at home working out. Pogba, Lindelof, they're all at home. Bruno, everyone's at home working out on Instagram. This kid can't do it. Like it's to me, it's just stupid. Like it, he had so many other options. So um, yeah, he gets he gets. Uh, this is a donkey move. <laughs> is what my friends call it when you do something like this. Because like I said, you know he's not. You can tongue in cheek and say, well, you're not going to kill anyone. But damn, this virus is like they say stay at home because you might kill someone. So this one I don't like. Um, Jose's way smarter than this. Um, I don't I haven't heard a statement from him yet, so I don't know what the full story is. But yeah. it sounds like they were out at the park working out, running. Um, not not smart. Just just not smart. I think this is where you and I differ. Uh, uh uh, I, I don't. I understand the message. Yes, uh, as high as a profile as Jose Mourinho is, uh, mm. the message of not obeying the stay-at-home order. I think that yeah. There you go. Like I finally, finally got the damn um, terminology <laughs> right because I've been they've been saying it damn in my hometown forever. The stay-at-home order. Um, I understand, but. I mean, my wife goes running in the morning. You see, she goes to the park. I mean, obviously, she's not, she's not running alongside anybody. Yeah, and she's I, by herself. She's by herself. Totally fine. And well, again, I've not seen the video. I just read about it. Uh, there's not. I mean, obviously, can't. You know, you don't know the, the whole context. Maybe, yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe they should have be. They should have trained privately. You know, in uh, wherever. I mean, obviously, wherever Tottenham trains, um, their training ground. Um, but yeah, okay. The public park, just to get that. This just makes no yes, sense. Yes, okay, they, you, yes, I, yes. I bet you that kid has a mansion somewhere. Or Jose probably has a mansion. Go to Jose's house. No, well, actually, he doesn't have a mansion. He has a, a he has a nice flat, from what I rem, from remember in uh, in London. Well, so it's not well, a mansion. Some, I, somebody on this first. Yes, yes you, came. You probably can, you know, get the keys to yeah. uh, whatever stadium they play at it, now. That, that exactly. And then and then no one knows about it. Yeah. It's like these guys that are that are going out that are millionaires. It just blows my mind that you get caught when you can you can literally like get you can have your you know little crony the kid that you pay to hang out drive you to wherever the hell you got to go drive you back home. But no, these guys are getting caught left and right. Well, but speaking, and so okay, that's what I'm see. saying. Like Jose, if any Spurs player, which we'll probably talk about later. Gets caught. What's Jose supposed to say? You shouldn't be doing that. Like he's just, he's the he's the example. He has to set the bar. This, like I said, this is not end of the world, earth shattering. The, the the news is so slow that this is going to make frontline news. But for me, it should because the whole message of the stay at home deal is because you may be asymptomatic, you might spread it, and literally people are dying. So for Jose to go, you know what? You know what would be a great idea. Let's go to this public park where someone may have a phone <laughs> and film us. I just, like I said, it's just dumb. He's not a dumb person. He just made a dumb move. He's or, gonna bounce or, back or, from or a calculated move, EC. 
Jose, Jose has been, I mean, Jose, he, he, like you said, he's not dumb. He's could've, not dumb. Could have been a calculated move. Could have been a calculated move to keep Jose's name in the press. The only reason why I say no is because he's never one to want to put himself down. And I don't think all press is good press in this instance because I feel like everyone's been on the same page. Like, stay at home. And let's just be real. They're not all staying at home, guys. They're not. But at the end of the day, you know good and hell well if you go out, you're not going to. Like, literally everyone has a camcorder in their pocket. And so if you're just jogging at the park by yourself, and you just so happen to look up, you're not going to know the kid he's training, but you going to damn well know who Jose Mourinho is. You're going to record it. <laughs> so it's just, it's brain boggling. When I heard it, I thought there's no way in hell. And then I heard it again. I thought, oh, he really was at the park. So like I say, I hope that it's, that, that it's not a photo of them literally at the park with people just walking around. Because in England, there was just a post on Twitter like last week it was horrible. I, I retweeted it. Um, and there were people, literally like hundreds of people at the park, just hanging out, just chilling. So a lot of people still don't get it. And they're still just like, ah, it'll blow over. It's it. So like I say, I don't think Jose's is a dumb person at all. So I don't, I don't want that to come across. I just think he made him a dumb mistake. I think the kid is 22. So he don't freaking know what the hell is going on more than likely and they wound up doing something that is probably going to catch a lot of backlash especially on the on the backs of this furlough that they just implemented for their um for their staff so it's uh not a good look well speaking of not a good look a manchester united target uh, i think he uh, he's probably he's the one that started off in the press mr jack yeah. grealish um I don't, okay, we could talk about him just violating the you know the rule, the quarantine rule, uh, stay at home rule. What I want to ask you is that a good sign? A, a potential Manchester United signing is it a good sign mentally that he that he can that he can come to a club like this if he's going to make stupid mistakes? I I, I would. This is my thing. I wouldn't err on a, on a side of caution. You, you have to take this into context. This is a 24-year-old kid making probably close to 100 grand a week. Young, no kids, no wife. Young, attractive man, very popular, made a mistake. Okay? I don't know how what you guys are doing when you were 24. But I could probably tell you, you were probably doing some stupid stuff. I know I was doing stupid stuff. Okay, so he made a mistake. That doesn't that doesn't make him a horrible person. It doesn't make him, um, you know, crazy. It makes him a 24 year old kid who made a mistake, who will pay the consequences for it on all kinds of social media platforms, who will take all kinds of, of criticism from the fans when he gets to the stadium. But he made a mistake. He's a good football player. <clears throat> if I'm United, I'm still looking at him. Um, because, like I said, he he put out a statement saying, you know, stay at home, wash your hands, blah, blah, blah. Then went out and did this. He did go back onto the social media platform and say, look, I screwed up. And I think he meant that. I don't think he meant the whole wash your hands, stay at home. I think, though, I think clubs are telling their players, hey, do this, put this out there. I think that's what players are told to do, and he did it. But I think he knew, oh, crap, look how quickly my whole life can shift just because – and he didn't – because he didn't just go hang out. I think he got into a car accident and screwed up the car and, and party, left it. He partied all so, night. He partied hard. Yeah, so he, he really went hard. So, you know, I, if I'm United, I'm still looking at him. I, I rate him as a midfield player. I think he could play a, a couple different positions for us, um, and, and, and I think he could help. So – no, I, I'm still looking at him. I, I just I think people have to, and I think you talked about this before, being uh, one of those things, you know, where you're you're having a good time, you're going out, but then you look at Kyle Walker, and <clears throat> Kyle Walker looked at Jack Grealish and said, "Hey, man, hold my beer, check this out," <laughs> and he goes out and says, "Not only are we going to turn up, but we're going to go get some sex work." 
I'm not just going to go get one, but we're going to go get two of them. So these guys, this is what I was saying, man. They're all they're all looking to get out. And, are, and it's like, look, we're all, all of us, I want to go out. You want to go out. We want to go and hang out and have a good time. And these guys are like, we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a week about to party it up. So I just think that, you know, they've got to slow down. You know, some of these guys running around in these mansions saying that it's horrible. Think about people like us. You know what I mean? Like, we're at our house with our kids. We're creating all kinds of activities. Our <laughs> wives are doing all kinds of stuff. And and we're not complaining. And we don't have any sports. So, um, I I don't care if they're having a hard time. We all are. Get, get in line. Um, I cannot wait to see what happens with Mr. Kyle Walker. I'm literally going to – I think his new nickname is Hold My Big after he won up Jack Grealish like that. Legend, um, because, my friend, legend. Uh, even though he's, oh, a city, forever, the, he, he's a city, he's a place for city, but the man's a legend. I mean, if you're going to go out, you're going to go out on a place of glory. Dude. Seriously, whatever. All right, uh, all right, guys. Just a couple of things before we close out. Uh, I, I wasn't able to see the Ole and Gary Neville interview, were you? Yeah, it was an awesome interview. It was cool to – you know, hear Gary Neville, who played with Skulls, them kind of go back and forth with their banter. It was a really good, good listen. So if you if you have a chance later on, um, go check it out. Um, one of the things I think that stood out for me was that Oli was really um, super positive about uh, the fact that we're going to be able to go out and sign players. Um, a lot of times things get tight, but he kind of alluded to the fact that because some of these clubs um, to your point, are are wanting to get back to play because they're losing out on money. So the amount of money that we might have shelled out for a certain player uh, might have gone down. So he's very excited about, I think he, he and Neville actually used the, the term, United have the cash to spend. And I was very, very excited about that because, you know, I, I personally don't think that we're that far off um, from getting a couple players in to, to making a, a, really, a really big run, a big push uh, at, at uh, Champions League, and if not, uh, winning the title. Uh, and then the other thing that I thought stood out was that he just he really said that he trusts his players um, to do the right thing during this time. So, you know, we were talking uh, last, you know, last segment about um, Grealish and Walker, those guys doing those things. Um, he just really, really trusts uh, and believes in his players that they're going to do the right thing. So um, the other thing that I thought was cool, he asked um, Skulls about kind of, you know, how he played and how he came into the team and you know he, he and Neville kind of went back and forth and we're talking about how Neville uh you know never would, would never admit that he was wrong um and so Neville you know they agreed upon that and they kind of laughed but the thing that was cool is that when when Ole decided to go off uh to Molda Molda I think it wasn't coach before he did that he was actually coaching uh in the reserves and I didn't know that but while he was helping out and coaching um, he had told Neville that he wanted to run a four four two two, and Neville was kind of like, "What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean four four two two? That doesn't make any sense." And the way he was breaking it down and explaining it, Neville kind of understood, and he and he told him from that moment, "I know, right? You're look, you're trying to look it up, and that doesn't make any sense." But the way he explained it, the way he explained how he would put his formations together, and the way that he would you know, expand upon and do these things. He said that Ole has always had a, a brain where he was always thinking about sport on a whole different level as it pertains to coaching. And so, um, he, he knew that he had it in him to, to do what he's doing now and has a lot of confidence in him. And, um, and I think that's good. I think that's good. I, and I, it, it was really just good to see, you know, those two kind of going back and forth, um, you know, just just talking about the good old days of when we were on our our uh, our runs, and so yeah, down memory lane. Yeah, if you get a chance, I, it's not long. I want to say it's like twenty eight minutes, um, but uh, it's good banter back and forth. Um, some good questions. Um, so yeah, yeah, give it give it a give it a look. I'll check it out. Check it out. Oh, hold on, EC. Uh, I have something coming across the wire. Beep, 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 oh, United has signed somebody. EC, do you know that? <laughs> Is it uh, is it uh, Mbappe? Uh, no, you know what? I'm gonna give you. We have what? There's 11 positions. I'm gonna give you. Um, 
I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you ten guesses on what position we signed, EC. Ten. Ten. That's only ten out of eleven, EC. Beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep. What who do you think what position do you think we signed, EC? I guarantee it was a center back. Did we get uh, a center back? No, sir, no, sir. We didn't get a left back? Uh, no. We already no. have a solidified left back, EC. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um did we did we get a number ten? Do we get another number ten? Ah, not yet. No. No? no okay. No. What about a striker? We need a striker. Ah no, we missed out. We missed okay. <laughs> missed out. Yeah. Um I don't know what what did we sign this time? What did we get? What do we get? Oh, come on, you see gold, you see gold. We got another goalkeeper. Yay! <laughs> a sixteen year old goalkeeper That's from exactly some, some far off country that I can't even you know, I can't even pronounce with my you know, my my Alice Texas education. Yeah, we signed another goalkeeper. <laughs> okay. Yes. That adds seven, you see. Seven goalkeepers to our roster. Seven. I don't know. I don't know. Plus the academy goalkeepers. I can't keep count. We just, we have a plethora, a plethora of goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look too much into it. I, I want to say he's 16. Yeah, he's 16. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we'll see this kid. I don't know if he's really special. We'll see him on the U23 team this year, maybe next. Well, we, have, um, we have that kid that we signed in January, uh, English kid. Joel Pereira, I think still on loan. And then we have Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson played with Sheffield United. Sheffield United is a game back from us. Obviously, a game in hand with them. And then we have the three goalkeepers that we extended Lee Grant's contract for some reason. Romero, obviously, you know, who knows what's going to happen to him. I think he deserves first-team football, especially after the season he's had. And we have De Gea. But, yeah, hey, we signed a goalkeeper because we needed one. We needed a goalkeeper. Anyways... All right, uh, on two good notes, EC, I know we have a lot of time on our hands being in uh, quarantine. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, probably uh, whatever, Prime TV, Prime Live, whatever whatever platform you have has probably been your best friend for the past, you know, past three or four weeks. Um, I started watching the English game on Netflix. Uh, I've got to say it's pretty good um from the i don't think i'm only four episodes in um what do you i mean have you have you have you watched that that series yeah i watched it finished it uh fairly quickly Uh, to your point it's really good um i for sure was like okay this is a cool little you know tale they're gonna make up some story you know i told my wife i'm like man this is this it's like seems like it's like the beginning of like football as we know it and she went and Googled it, and it's like, it's all real. <laughs> it's all, you know, even the riots and everything that are in it, they're, they're all true stories. So I'm not going to give any spoilers out, don't worry. But, yeah, if you haven't checked um, the English game out, it is, it's literally, like, the reason why um, football is the way that it is. It, it literally is, is showing you the first two players to, to ever really um, challenge uh, a system that was set up if if you don't know your history on football it was really it wasn't set up for people like myself um it was set up for the high class society it was a quote unquote gentleman's game and uh the english the english game dives into how that changed and why it changed and uh so yeah g- give it if you if you have nothing to watch you definitely do now the english game is uh is, is great and hopefully sets up for a uh, a second season so they can kind of expand upon um you know what uh what led out of the the fa the fa as as it was in the early in the late uh 1800s and that's what surprised me see i was always under the impression that uh football is a working class game working class sport uh obviously cricket you know is the higher class sport things like that uh i was it again i'm only four episodes in and i i had the assumption that this is based on a true story right because you know they're naming places that are in england and i'm thinking i'm like wow i i never never knew that football or soccer whatever you want to call it was uh a class 
class, it's class, I like class warfare, but a caste system, basically. How they, yeah. you know, they, they say, they say in India, a caste system of, you know, the, the, you know, the gentlemen's and the people that are born into privilege. And then, and then obviously, you know, what you, what we're seeing with the clubs around their jobs, their workers guilds, things like that. So no, yeah, I'm four episodes in. Uh, so guys, check it out. It's good. Um, and it's football. I mean, who, who, we mean, I mean, what, what more can you want? You're at home. Check it out. Um, EC, have you watched the ultras? It's an Italian film. Have you watched the ultras? I have not. And I'm writing it down. Cause I definitely do want to check it out. It is good. It's a subtitles, obviously, but I watched it. It's about an hour and change, you know, hour, an hour and a half. Uh, but it's about the hooliganism, sports hooliganism in Italy. Uh, it, 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 you know, represents the Napoli club, the Naples club. Um, and they're, they're fans. They're rabid fans. And, you know, it's basically a, you know, it's a basically a story of the old guard and the new guard. And it, it, you know, it, it, it's good. Let's put it that way. Um, and for those of y'all need something to watch, watch the ultras. All right, guys, this is the end of this episode. And trust me, this next coming pod won't be as far out as, as the last one. I know, uh, the trial of Pogba was, it was a daunting for us. It took a lot out, you know, energy out of us. So we had a, you know, take a week off to recover, but, uh, We'll be back for another pod, hopefully uh, after Easter. Uh, EC, you have any hey, last good, words? Good get back on here, guys. Good, uh, good talking with you as always. Check it, check us out here in the near future, guys. We got a lot of content coming. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Have a great Easter weekend. I hope to see you or hope to hear from you uh, back after maybe Monday or Tuesday or next week. Uh, go. Don't forget to check out our socials, guys. We're on Facebook at the Don't Run Me Podcast. Uh, what's the other one? Instagram, Twitter at Donor Red on Me. Check us out on iHeart, iHeart Radio Pod, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and I think that's all. Um, again, special shout out to you know the people that helped us get here. Uh, Ro from the Ronos Podcast. Uh, we have Victoria Montsevice. I know she's South Padres closed down, guys. I'm sorry about that, but she's back in Dallas, Texas, so. Um, I know go check out our web page. You might see some specials for takeout guys. We need to help our, um, we need to our, our help out our local businesses. I know it's times are lean right now. Uh, but if you can help out, you know, help out those people, those servers, um, the people that, you know, the, you know, that make food, uh, at our local restaurants, go check them out, go check out our local food trucks. They're making great food for you. Um, and especially go check out Victoria Montsevice and Alice in Wonderland food truck. Uh, Mark Hutch, I son, I know, um, right now, uh, he's working, you know, minimal shifts. Uh, but if you're in San Antonio, go check out the back unturned, uh, pizza place. Um, and Mark Hutch, I son, AKA Baron Von Black and Lucky Diaz. Where are you at? So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath Life's a piece of shit when you look at it Life's a laugh and death's a joke